You know what this is? This is a yellow sheet. But not just any yellow sheet. This is an official yellow sheet of the Lutheran Church of the Resurrection. Everyone is welcome to have their very own yellow sheet. Stop by the office anytime you can pick up a yellow sheet. You can fill it out. You can bring it back at your convenience. But know this, the yellow sheet at resurrection has a very specific purpose. The yellow sheet is for people who wish to express what they want to happen at their memorial service. Do you understand? So for some people, this might be uncomfortable. It's kind of, to be honest, a little bit strange talking about this. I think I last spoke about this publicly seven years ago. But you might be interested, just so you know, these are available if you want to fill one out. I have no preference either way. Fill one out if you want. Don't fill one out if you don't want. Got it? Good. But this is essentially what it is. You write your name on here, you write your phone number, your email, the typical kind of stuff. And then there's a section, here's the hymns that you want to be sung at your memorial service. Okay? Another section, I want these readings at my memorial service. Okay? So you can pick your readings, and then there's a final, other requests. You can write down anything you want for your memorial service, and we will try and accommodate you within reason. Like you can write, well, I want my grandkids to be pallbearers. I want my, uh, my children to speak that day. I want my godparents to, to do readings, whatever you might want. I want an ice cream party downstairs in the gym following the service. You laugh, we've done it twice. We've had two ice cream parties here at the church, and I said this at all the services, and now I think I have five more lined up. So that's what the yellow sheet is for. And this yellow sheet is the yellow sheet of my friend Gloria. And if you didn't get the email this week, Gloria passed away on Thursday. Gloria had her service here yesterday, yesterday morning. And maybe you didn't know Gloria. Gloria went to 830 church, and so you guys can never cross over because that, wow, I'm kidding, but... Gloria went to 830 Church. She sat about five rows back on the window. She sat there every week uh, beginning in 1955. And that's a real number. She was 96 years old. She was a pillar of this church. She was a pillar of Garden City. Make no mistake. She was a big deal. And she was awesome. She was fun. She was funny. She was kind. She was good. She loved everybody. She loved my kids. She was so nice to my kids. She was so nice to so many people from this church, and I miss her, and I will miss her. My wife will miss her, too. My wife's here in the first row. Um, But Gloria filled out her sheet. One of the things she wanted, she wanted one of the hymns to be, her favorite hymn, Go Tell It on the Mountain. If you know that hymn, it's kind of a Christmas hymn. And it's also kind of May right now. But it doesn't matter. We sang it yesterday. We sang, go tell on the mountain. That's what you want. Good message. And Gloria, if you knew Gloria, also, one of the things she did, she filled the sheet out, and then she stapled four additional pages to the sheet. We try our best to accommodate you. And it was a lot of fun. Talking about her and having something to say. Because we have something to say. 
even in the face of death. We worship a God who's bigger than death. We worship a God who died and rose again and who, in, just in so doing, overcame death forever and shares that with us. Our God makes us eternal. He forgives our sins. He loves us no matter what. And he recreates us in his image, the image of Christ, into eternal beings. And you get to a day like yesterday and you get to say that. We will see her again. Thanks be to God. But she has some very specific final wishes. And it got me to thinking. That's the thing about life. It doesn't last forever. Our time on this earth is finite. Our time on this earth in the grand scheme of things is short. And at some point you kind of have to wrestle with that a little bit. And part of wrestling with that is this question that pops in sometimes. What's going to happen when I'm gone? What's going to happen to my stuff? I got a lot of stuff. I got all these treasures that, that mean so much to me. They fill up my basement. They fill up my attic. They fill up various rooms in my house. And I think about them, I realize they're only treasures to me. They're going to be thrown out. What's going to happen after? Who's going to walk the dog? Who's going to fold the laundry and put it away? We have a really elaborate system in my house. There's important things that need to happen. What, what are they going to say about me? After I'm gone. But those are little things. What about the big things? What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to the people I love, the people I care about? I need to know they're going to be okay. That is a top priority in my life. Every single day, I, a lot of us, so many of us, all of us, our, our goal, our priority is to protect the special people in our lives, to care for the special people in our lives, and I'm not always going to be here. I want them to be okay. I want them to be safe. I want them to be successful. I want them to be part of a church. I want them to take care of their mother, of each other. These are my final wishes. I got a long time. Don't worry. I hope. You ever think about these things, or is it just me? I think we all do to some extent, or not. You can't help it. Final wishes. What's going to happen after I'm gone? That's what I want to talk about today, because that very much so is what our gospel lesson for today is all about. As you heard a few moments ago, I was talking to the kids. You heard this? And this week we celebrate something big and special in the life of the church. Thursday, 40 days after Easter is, once again, ascension. That's right. Jesus defeated death. Jesus forgave all of our sins. Jesus forgives all of our sins. And 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. So in the most literal sense, Jesus is not on this earth. Jesus no longer walks among us. He left with a promise to come back one day and take us to be with him forever the fulfillment of who we are, what we believe, the culmination of history. We will go to be with God forever through Jesus Christ. 
But Jesus left. But before he left, he had some final wishes. Some things he wanted us to do. Some tasks we were supposed to be about. Jesus had a vision for who and what we are supposed to be. This is what Jesus wants for you and for me. He says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. This Jesus says, is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus says, before I leave, know this. This is what I want you to be. This is what I want you to do. I want you to love one another as I have loved you. How's that going? How's that working out for you in your life? How's the whole love thing playing out? Based on the front of our worship folder for today, it's going real well. I mean, man, look how happy these people are. They're, they're so, oh man, they're, they're covering each other's eyes, they're hugging, oh, they're holding hands, oh, everything's perfect, everything's great, right? Life isn't that idealized, is it? And love isn't that easy. Love isn't just a picture of our best moment. Love one another as I have loved you. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, I ask you, and I ask you to ask yourself, have you loved your spouse as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved your kids, your grandkids, your parents, your grandparents, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved the people of this church, every single person in this church, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved your friends, the other kids at your school, your co-workers, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved your boss? your employees, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved the sick, the hurting, the sad, the lonely, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved the poor, the destitute, the homeless, those who are in need, as Jesus has loved you? Have you loved the stranger, those who are different, as Jesus has loved you. Have you loved your enemies? That's in the Bible too. As Jesus has loved you. We all have different answers to each and every one of those questions. But whatever our answer is, for each and every one of us, there is room for growth. When it comes to love, we can do better. We can be better. We can be more. Can't we? 
That's the thing about commandments. In the kingdom of God, there are commandments. There are things we're supposed to do. There are things we're supposed to be. And I like hearing them. I love having something to strive for, a goal to shoot for. But the thing about commandments, commandments serve to remind us of how imperfect, of how flawed we are. Whatever standard, whatever ideal God sets for us, we can never meet that ideal because we're flawed. We're imperfect. Love one another as I have loved you. Okay, Jesus is perfect. His love is perfect. And my love is not. And your love is not. All too often our love is short-sighted and self-serving and selfish. Love God, love your neighbor, love everybody. Well, I'll try, but I love myself first. Love one another, Jesus says, as I have loved you. I hear that and I'm filled with regret. Think of all those times I could have done more. I could have said something nice. I could have been there more. I could have told that person how I really felt. But Jesus said more. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. Keep my commandments. Love one another as I have loved you. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, that's the thing. As we struggle, as we strive to meet this ideal, to meet this expectation, to love each other, we know that we are loved with the perfect love of Jesus Christ himself. The love that's unconditional. The love that comes down from heaven, dies on a cross, but then rises again because the love is bigger than even death. That love is a part of us, but not just a part of us. That love defines us. It is the foundation of our existence. No matter what, no matter how many times we come up short, no matter how many times we don't meet expectations, no matter what mistake we might make, that love is unconditional and that love is yours. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, love because you are loved. Love, knowing there is nothing in all of creation that can separate you from the greatest love that there is, the love of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Any final wishes? Here's the thing. You can put whatever you want on the sheet. We're going to say the same thing. We're going to say the best thing we can say about any human being who lives on this earth. From our gospel reading for today. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down his life for his friends. That verse isn't about me. It's not about you. 
It's about Jesus. Jesus laid down his life for you. It's not about you, but it's for you. That's what I want you to say about me. That's what I want people to say about me when I'm gone. Jesus loved him. Loved him no matter what. Loved him in spite of everything, in spite of the flaws, in spite of the mistakes, in spite of the times he did not love. Jesus loved him anyway. He was a sinner, redeemed, forgiven, and made eternal through the love of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, because of Jesus, for me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake.